Hello, darling. Welcome to The Art of Being. I'm your host, Slade Powell. We're talking about what it means to be a human being and what we're all really doing here on this big ball of dirt. Let's get the conversation going. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Lucy. How are you doing today? Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Of course, of course. I'm doing pretty fucking amazing, I should say. Fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. Would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Um, So my name is Lucy. I use they, them, she, her pronouns. I am a registered nurse by trade. I have been working in healthcare for probably over a decade, which is wild to think of. Um, I'm 33 years along this planet. My sun, moon, and rising in astrology are all Scorpio. So I love, I feel like I'm kind of on a dating app right now. So this is really fun. Um, (laughs) Tell me when your turn-ons and (laughs) turn-offs. I love when people uh, brush my hair. It feels so amazing. Or when people like pet you kind of thing. My mom used to, when I was six, we used to do like the forehead, just be like, it's okay. It's okay. So I love that. So <laughs> anyone who meets Lucy Metro, Metro um, and wants to potentially pet someone, please ask for consent, but I might give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like that. I like that you're officially pettable. <laughs> yes, I am officially pettable again with consent from both parties or multiple parties. Anyways, I digress. Um, but yeah, registered nurse. Um, I also am a certified inner voice facilitator and I'm a board certified nurse coach, which if you have no idea what a nurse coach is, I get to practice under my nursing licensure as a life and wellness coach, which is awesome. And then I just honestly love to do random things. So (laughs) I feel like kind of in a nutshell, I am a person that has multiple trails that I love to explore and really enjoy um, just exploring life. That's all I kind of want to say as far as my intro, which is nice, weird, random, a couple chuckles in there, but it feels appropriate. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, I love that. Uh, If anybody would like to date the Lucy, please write into the show. (laughs) Um, I also understand that the call of like leading people through psychedelic journeys has been becoming louder and louder for you. Do you want to say anything about that? Yeah. So I should uh, also preface this by saying that I have had previous experiences uh, related to psychedelics um, before many, many moons ago. And that's something that has been interesting along my own personal evolution journey, but also has been really interesting to see how not only for other people that has been maybe a similar path, but also there's been a lot of scientific uh, research that has been coming um, up recently. So I feel like psychedelics has been getting kind of like a new take on life (laughs) away or like a second wind maybe is more appropriate to say. So it's just been interesting to kind of work with people that feel like a part of their journey, again, if it feels supportive for them and that they live in a legal state where they can utilize such things, um, that they feel like it's going to be beneficial for them overall. So yeah, um, so that's kind of where it started from was 
being personally, you know, back in settings or even hearing about other people's experiences being in different settings um, where they've maybe taken something and they haven't had a good experience. And then to all of a sudden see a switch of not only how it can be supportive to their life, but also to like that it can be a positive experience for many or a breakthrough experience. Awesome. As far as like, I'm so curious about how the journey that you've had and that you've experienced other people having with psychedelics has like how has that been a support for you in learning to like just be with yourself and just be in the world Mm. things that open up for many people in those kind of journeys like how has that experience been for you or for the people that you've worked with yeah so I think also too maybe a good place to begin is to talk about what psychedelics means for some people so for some I think when they hear the term psychedelics, they either think of that they have to go maybe to a different country or somewhere else and like do ayahuasca or do MDMA or even too for the fact of like bringing it down to maybe non-plant medicine stuff, like uh, even breath work for some people can be a psychedelic in nature. And so I like to just kind of say that and name that first because something that I can see and what I personally utilize, like for example, breathwork, I've had kind of somewhat psychedelic experiences from it. So when I talk about psychedelics, I'm not saying one in specifically, but more of like a group of things that can potentially alter or enhance your mental state. Um, And again, like there's people that also get that through like having cacao ceremonies and just having, you know, chocolate or even to like through dreaming and stuff. So again, I kind of categorize them maybe a little bit differently than other people that you know you might talk to on that so the question as you were saying was about like how has that experience kind of been for me throughout my time and also to through the people I support Mm -hmm. yeah so something that I think is really interesting um is how it has personally changed kind of mine I would like to speak on myself first is it's so interesting to kind of see how sometimes I would take something, but not be really aware of my set or setting. And therefore my experience was a a big ripple effect on that. So um, for example, like I have gone to fish shows and like, you know, maybe enjoyed something and all of a sudden feeling very comfortable and then maybe taking something that has expanded my awareness to other people in my surroundings where all of a sudden I was feeling really insecure or feeling really nervous. It was also too one of the things that has helped me to really kind of help me look at my anxiety head on because that was something that was one of my first experiences um, with the substance. So again, I invite anyone who's taking a listen to this to kind of like think back and think about the first time that maybe you drank a beer Maybe you had a cigarette for the first time um, or chugged your first Starbucks, but not really knowing how much caffeine was in it. Uh, Again, cannabis can be another one or weed. Um, Again, maybe even to experiencing breathworks. Again, whatever your first experience was, you know, like a mind altering substance or again, an experience and think about how that really impacted you and also to looking at your set and setting and seeing how supportive it was or not. So for me, my anxiety was a kind of one of the first things that I got to really see head on 
And again, it didn't feel like I was in a very supportive environment for it. So I ended up like leaving the fest and even to, to the point where I wanted to leave without any friends because it just felt better to be alone. And in those situations, again, as someone who uh, is female looking, um, it can be really nervous and nerve wracking. So that kind of where it started from and being able to actually see something head on. It's been interesting to see even to how it's really awakened within me, this look of how much societal views have really affected, but also to how I move throughout this like earth. And that's a big thing to say out loud. And again, like even to thinking about how much maybe for those people that currently still use that substance that they tried. So for example, if you had a beer and felt a little different and then looking back and maybe you drink now or currently, you know, consume whatever it might be, that might still have an impact on what you currently are experiencing. So long story short, psychedelics, I think for me has been a way to kind of see where I can improve and grow as a human. And it's been interesting to also see how for many people it's been the same. And again, that was anxiety was my first one. Um, sometimes I do have gone into these like mind altering states with an intention of just kind of seeing where maybe I'm blocked or something that I'm currently not facing. Um, and it's been interesting to kind of see how that has kind of come and formed. That's really fantastic. Wow. There's like so much variety that you can have in that. I love how you brought up the uh like how society views you and discovering your interactions with that um I can definitely relate to that personally uh and it also reminds me of um like there are I know when we were talking about having this conversation we were talking about like the conversations that we have as a society around psychedelics, like the dare conversation of like, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to ruin your life. Yeah. You do one thing, you're going to end up in a box on the street. <laughs> Absolutely. And can, do you care if I share a little bit on, on this Yeah, subject? go ahead, please. Okay. So it's actually more of a recent transition that I realized, like, again, I realized that a lot of things that we might have done as a child or, or a kid, or again, like a lot of experiences that when what happened to us or from us or whatever, when we were younger, really kind of comes into the present. And so I recently took um, a psychedelic cannabis sitters training program through Medicinal Mindfulness, which is based in Boulder, Colorado. And there for the, um, in the state of Colorado, cannabis in medical and adult use is legal. So it's cool to hear that again, that there's these different areas that are practicing within the legal context. So I just want to say that again, because even to like, for example, measure 109 just passed in the state of Oregon, which means the entire state, um, they're going to be implementing psilocybin assisted therapy, which is a huge, amazing thing to see, especially statewide. That's like a first in, in our nation, which is so cool. But it was really interesting to see at the beginning thing. So the first thing that they were talking about was like, all right, I want you to think back of like when you first were under a substance, what that kind of looked like and felt like and how that applies to you now. And I never really thought of it that much until again, this exercise and being provided and asked that question. Because it's really profound if you think about it. Like, again, how up until this point, 
we get di directed and guided. And again, that could be what some people call divine timing or divine intervention, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a societal thing. And so it's really interesting to also kind of see that. And again, just throwing that out there, of course, because it's just interesting how we move through life. And I think it is something that is really profound, um, again, that psychedelics can be used for. And so with that, it was so cool to then be able to see that. And then the second question was, how is your society, society's view, also coming into play in your current experience? And so one of the first things, and this is what I shared with Slade earlier today, was like, when that question got posed, and I actually thought about the first thing that I wrote down was DARE in big black, big capital letters, and about how, you know, like, it was very like, if you do drugs, if you do this, you won't have a job, or you, you're going to look a certain way, or people aren't going to respect you, and it was just really interesting to see again, having that question posed, or just looking at it really honestly, and being like, yeah, my experience of what community or what my first experience was really impacts my life now. And it could have impacted it in the future if I maybe wasn't posed that question before. So I think it is really interesting to see that. And again, for many people, it's cool because there was, I think, about 30 of us in this program. And when that question got asked, like, does anyone want to share a lot of people when I mentioned the dare thing, they're like, oh yeah, we remember that we grew up with that. Like, and, and then just remembering too, like what the people like wrote, what they remembered from it and talking about it. It was just interesting. Slade, what do you remember from the dare program? I was just thinking about that myself. I remember outside of my middle school, um, we, which is like starting kids young, like who's doing who's getting hooked on crack in middle school? There's probably people, but uh, I remember being outside of our middle school and they had uh, one of those, um, I mean, this is more alcohol than drugs, but they had one of those like crashed cars of a drunk driver, like parked on the lawn. Like, and it was destroyed. This car was completely like such a disaster. You could like just tell it was a car. And it was like, this is somebody who got hit by a drunk driver and they didn't survive. And I'm like, well, obviously they didn't survive because that thing is a disaster and it's made of metal. But like, it was one of those scare tactics that they used to like scare us into, you know, never touching any kind of substance, which is ridiculous. Like it was so over the top um, at the time for like the message that they were trying to convey which like not drinking and driving is an excellent message. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember that. And then I remember like um, in high school, we had some of the dare kids, like we had a, uh, like an after school program group. I don't want to, I don't want to call them a club exactly, but like something along those lines uh, of folks who were students who were like in the dare group and uh, they staged this very dramatic and very uh, this like they like throughout they throughout the entire day at school like they would like fall over dead. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> yes. Like not actually dead, <laughs> but 
<laughs> they're all wearing like under their like outer layers they were all wearing like the same shirt that was like i was killed by drugs or something it was like it was like covered in blood splatter like fake blood splatter and they would like take off the shirt and then like fall over dead in the middle of class or like in the hallway trying to get like between classes which was very inconvenient because we all had to go through the hallways but it was like it would pile up in like stacks it was really really dramatic Okay, so that that's uh that's making a statement, obviously. Very big statement. Also, I think got them a little bit out of class. So yeah. I mean, I'd have done a lot of things to cut class in high school. So <laughs> but I think that like point does a really good point of just also showing like the emphasis for people on dare because I will say just hearing your experience, and I wish people could see my face, first of all, at like the shock and the jaw drop. And just like even covering my mouth, like, oh my gosh. Um, but along the lines is like, I did not have that type. Like there was no car crashes that were being posed or people that were dropping dead. But like, as you were actually saying that, I remembered that on, again, so I'm 33 years old. Um, I obviously grew up when like MTV was like a very big thing. And I remember um, seeing tobacco commercials that did the similar thing and I think it was called like truth I, I if I recall correctly like there was the orange like little dots that made up the word and there was even like a period at the end of the word because it was you know it was just that important that you got that message which was just one word with a period and it was just so interesting so like even hearing about that experience which again was a very physical in-person thing I, that just triggered for me this memory of when I was watching TV. And again, just showing how impactful messages from communities can be. And so it is interesting now to see, even too, as things like, for example, on Netflix, like Have a Good Trip, which is about different people sharing about their, you know, experiences, again, famous people, to all of a sudden, um, even to a documentary called Fantastic Fungi coming out that's showing about how these people, first of all, are having experiences that possibly you would never expect to have. And again, utilizing something that's possibly within the psychedelics category, but then also too, to see that there's now research supporting that. So it's just interesting too, of sometimes being able to look at things like, again, just, just really face, right? Like in the front of your direction, like just face to face and just seeing those things of like, wow, it is interesting to sometimes take a look at some of these things that were taught as a younger being and really seeing now as an adult, do they still hold true? And I think for me, psychedelics, and again, it sounds like for some other people, uh, psychedelics has been one of those areas that have helped support it along with, you know, like, again, like I said, the psychedelic category, which could be breath work, yoga for some, ecstatic dancing, you know, like you know, spelunking, rock climbing, like you can have these profound experiences that don't have to include, uh, again, like plant medicine. So it's just interesting to note how, again, like some of these people um, have been finding value in it. Uh, Slade, would you be open to sharing some of your, like uh, yours or even too, as you have like some friends that also possibly may have had some experiences, again, within that broader group of psychedelic or maybe, I don't know, drugs i don't know i don't know psychedelic aligned <laughs> there you go experiences I don't, I don't know what to call that but uh yeah i would be happy to um my the first 
this is also perfect because this is what I was thinking of when you were talking also about uh, the integrating like yourself with the unit with like not just the universe but like uh, the society that we live in. Um, the first time that I did mushrooms was um, I got a lot, it was very like intense um, experience and I was very glad to have someone who was really experienced who was like my my sitter like it was really good to have somebody like you around to have like to hold that space for me because I didn't know what to expect but uh I ended up going through a lot of um like old beliefs and uh and just having them like stripped away all about gender um like that trip was very much about gender and very much about making my peace with masculinity, um, which was so interesting to me. I was, cause I had been getting messages from my inner voice for ages, um, although I hadn't for a while, but like in my head, it was still true that like my work was to like make peace with my femininity. And so I'd been like, oh, that's where my problem is. <laughs> problem, look <laughs> in big quotes. <laughs> and I didn't realize until I was like, until, the experience that I was having with um, like a plant assisting was so much of um, like, hey, guess, like here are all these beliefs that you didn't know that you had about what it would mean to really like embrace the masculine side of myself. Um, like I'm also non-binary, I'm gender fluid. Um, these days I use he, they, and it's literally because of this. Like I had so much um, ex like open up about, uh, like what beliefs that I didn't realize I had about like what it would look like to embrace, uh, like a trans masculine label, uh, like what that would have to look like. I would have to, uh, do hormone therapy. I would have to get surgery. I would have to like start dressing differently and like being a boy. And like, none of that sounds all that interesting to me necessarily, and definitely not in something that I would feel like forced to do by society. Um, like it was still very much, it was very much like a breaking down of the binary that I would have to choose one or the other. And, um, and if I didn't want to choose one, then I would have to choose the other. And so like at the end of that experience, it was just like, holy shit, I can, like, I can do whatever I want anything with gender. Like I could embody any kind of gender experience, um, which was amazing because I knew I was gender fluid. Like I knew I didn't want to choose one side of a binary that doesn't exist and like embody that fully because fuck that. And like, that's not, that's not my bliss. Um, and that was like, so that was a huge thing that I got personally out of um, one experience. Like that was an evening. That was years of therapy, <laughs> years of feeling weird in my body, years of like dysphoria and bullshit done it. And it was like five hours and it was a very intense five hours, but it was not more than I could handle. Um, it was, it was one thing that I've heard from a lot of people is that it's never more than you can handle. Um, and I've always, like, I have discovered that I can turn it if I ask my experience to like tone it down a bit. Like I'm not having as much fun as I want, as I'd like to right now, then like I can. So 
Can I actually say something very truthfully in that? Absolutely. Please do. Okay. So I kind of call bullshit on that last part. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry bullshit. about this. So I kind of want to say that. Um, and again, it is in true love and respect because I also, okay. So as someone who currently um, supports people in, in this, and again, like you said, you had an actual sitter during your experience. Uh, again, for people that are interested in having that, I could be a good resource again for that sometimes. But my, my primary thing that I really love is actually the state of transition before we have the experience. So I really enjoy the pre and the post. So the pre is like integration, getting prepared for integration, first of all, for your experience. And then the post is truly like, after you have the experience, what can I take from that? And so Slate, I really just want to first say like, thank you so much for sharing that because I think that is so profound. Like you said, in having gender, um, Slade and I are both, just side notes, Slade and I are both uh, inner voice facilitators. And it was through inner voice facilitator, which again, does not actually include any plant medicine, but it's a mix between breathwork and somatic work that I started exploring my own gender. So I just want to say that again, and kind of going back to that, that uh, mind expansive states can happen in any type of form. Mm -hmm. But with not, not, I shouldn't say, but, and then just leave it like hanging. <laughs> um, I do also want to acknowledge, so again, that experience was profound. You being able to actually say it also shows how much integration you had, because for many people, again, in these types of spaces, um, it almost is like an experience that you can't fully express into words. So I think, again, as far as an integration technique, that's a whole other thing that people explore because everyone is very different in that sense. I do want to call the thing that I want to call bullshit though, is on that you can, um, you aren't given something that you can't, you said it really beautifully and I'm going to jack it up. And so I'm just going to be paraphrasing here, but you said like how the plant medicine doesn't give you like too much that you can control how much you need. And I do want to call bullshit on that because I do think again, as someone who has had actually like what I personally would call a bad trip was actually related to the things because again, this pre-integration stage. So before your experience, I didn't put a lot of time, effort or thought into that. And therefore my experience reflected that. So for example, going back to that concert where I was all of a sudden shown that I have anxiety, that I was having a panic attack surrounded by people, overall people I didn't know, that was a misstep truly when it came to setting. Mm. And again, I probably was looking back at it now and being a, a scene for other people. And again, being a supporter for other people, wish that I could go back and fix that because again, my, my, my life up until this point might've been completely different. Who, who knows? So like that, for example, is like, it sounded like you were in the first of all, a very comfortable space with someone that you trusted and felt comfortable enough with the medicine. Those are three things that maybe a lot of people may not experience right away. And it's really understanding and checking in with yourself and having these conversations. So yes, I do agree that you can talk to, if you're on plant medicine, like talking. And again, I have used like the term of like, think of it as like someone outside of you of like that you can talk, like I need you to back away or you can come closer having those experiences. But I do think it's the other factors that play into it. So again, it's kind of like half bullshit, but like also half truth. Again, I think um, 
for many people, again, set setting is a big part of it. And then the other third category I love to incorporate into it is skill. Because for example, your experience, I, I, and again, Slay, this is actually a question if you feel comfortable ask or answering it, but would your experience have been very different if your friend wasn't there? Or for example, if you were at a festival compared to someone that was quiet that you could talk to? Mm, yeah, it would have been completely different. It was definitely being in that like safe place where I knew that if everything went off the rails, I had somebody who would like take care of me and who like knew what they were doing. Um, that made an enormous difference. Yeah, it's a big thing. This is also too one of the reasons why, um, for example, and again, when I, that first experience that I had, again, many moons ago, there wasn't a thing at this festival that I was at, but there are a lot of things now, like for example, at Burning Man, there's something called the Zendo Project, um, which talks about harm reduction. And again, like providing safe spaces for people's experiences that feel like too much and knowing that they can come and they won't be judged that they're again that they're medically stable but you just need a place to like chill out for a second um a lot of places are creating those because again those things are 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 off a little bit so I really love that you had a profound experience and again even to just say profound it doesn't mean that it is good or bad but again it's interesting how like for example for me having a profound experience of a bad trip has now led me to here Whereas for you, hearing about your profound positive experience has led you to here too. So like, it's again, overall kind of cool. Obviously that was super like big and esoteric and ethereal, but it felt good to say out loud. No, I think that was perfect. I think it's all, you're, you're right that there can be too much and that there are definitely like settings that are better suited to this kind of experience and settings that are definitely not. Um, I'm really curious to, do you think that your profound bad trip uh, at this concert was part of how you became someone who really wanted to create a great experience for other people? I think so. I think it's also too one of the reasons why I, I am so, like again, having the experience is part of the experience, but also too is preparing for it and after it. So again, like you can have this profound experience, which again, everyone has, again, if they feel like it is comfortable and safe for them to do so. And again, that's something that is talked about of like, is this, because that's another question that a lot of people start asking, especially as they're starting this is like, is this the right thing for me? And that's something where it's really nice to be able to talk to people that are either in this work or again, like in Oregon, there's going to be now actual therapists that are doing this or, you know, in other communities, again, um, it's just really nice to be able to have these legal options to be able to do this type of work. Uh, I do think it's one of the reasons though, going back to your question, I think it's exactly one of the reasons why I love the pre and post of experiences more, maybe sometimes even more profoundly than the actual experience itself because there's something so beautiful about creating your own container that all of a sudden, when it does feel like things are slipping away to know that you got yourself or someone else got has you, like you said, that you knew had your back and everything like that, it's really, really profound. There has been times that I have even had this experience where I have literally felt like it was an out-of-body experience in a, in a way, it wasn't like visually that way, but 
it felt like I actually created my own personal sitter or my own support system. And so I also do that too through um, creating my own like experience. So for example, I had one psychedelic, again, psychedelic category, or like, I love the words that you said, psychedelic aligned experience. So I'm going to use that because that was beautiful. Um, where I wanted to, my experience was I created again, like I was comfortable in the space that I was in. I had an arrangement already set up with the person that I was living with and like everything like that. And I go, I just want to experience life. So for example, as you were sharing with your experience, how yours was like very focused on gender. I've had experiences where like, I've actually created these little like kind of packages to myself of being like, experience life. Like you don't always have to be like down and doing like heavy, deep work. Like you can give yourself a break and look at you even put some clothes over here to try on or like, how fun are those cozy socks that you just bought for yourself? Mm, like, oh my goodness. Or, you know, or like there was times where I like would look up. I even did this like strategically where all of a sudden I would like, if I decided to lay down, I would look up and I would see a like a, like a little Reese's pieces. So I was like, again, like forgetting that you can kind of create this 360 support for yourself or even to the, uh, if you do choose to have a sitter or a guy and it feels good to have like someone outside, which again, these are all questions that a lot of people ask, which again is perfectly fine and totally normal and should be asked. Um, but it's nice to have someone else and be like, here, while well, you went to the bathroom, I got you some more water. Thank you. It's just nice. So it's nice to like, it's nice to feel that supported for yourself and then also to, to get that from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I love that. I love you creating an entire like, experience around yourself to like be inside of in this uh kind of way like that's so fantastic um what about when people have these questions like how would they get them answered great question so I do think that this is a lot of times things that you should talk to because again these questions as far as like am I interested in like again you utilizing psychedelics or psychedelic aligned experiences um is this something that I want to do? That is a very individual question for yourself. This isn't something that you typically would ask, you know, like say if I was having relationship problems and I would go to someone that's in a relationship, like, you know, this is something that is a very internal question that you ask yourself. So yeah, should I be doing psychedelic aligned experiences? Should I be doing psychedelics? Should I be, um, should I have a sitter or should I, can I be my own sitter? do I feel safe to even do this? Like, these are all wonderful questions. And again, I think it's wonderful to talk to someone who's previously had experiences like that. So I do, and I wouldn't say necessarily like maybe your friend who tried acid at a Grateful Dead show when they were 19 and that was 12 years ago. I would probably talk to someone who's currently currently doing this and like, again, like supporting other people that are doing this because the variety of experiences that either they were a part of themselves or have helped people through is going to be very, very helpful. So I would definitely recommend talking to someone um, that feels good. Obviously, if this is if you're listening to this far and you're having these questions, like Lucy brings up a good point, hit me up. Obviously, that is an easy way. Hit me up, I'll help you find out. 
Yes. <laughs> you are an incredible resource. I don't know if you realize like how amazing of a resource you are, like your knowledge of the breadth of these kinds of experiences and the ways that they can go. And like, I mean, I've known you for a while and your dedication to integration after any experience is so deep and so wide. It's like being held by a giant teddy bear. Just <laughs> as you like come through whatever experience you're having. Um, and I love that. I love that that's how you operate in the world. And that's like the space that you bring to people. Um, so yeah, go talk to Lucy. They know what Thanks. they're talking about. Thank you. Um, also too, if you're, if you also are interested in just learning more about it, um, the, I would say MAPS has been a really wonderful. So MAPS is an acronym for something, but it's spelled M-A-P-S. And if you type in psychedelics, they're doing like clinical trials and research uh, related to MGMA and they're in phase three of trials, which just means it's getting that much closer to be legalized for um, certain diagnoses, which is nice. Um, otherwise, so MAPS is a great one. The Zendo project is really good for like harm reduction things, especially if you're going to be maybe at a festival and wanting to experience those things. And again, both of those, along with some of even two, like the Netflix documentaries that I mentioned, mentioned earlier, um, they're all are really good resources that can be really helpful. And again, are backed by a lot of science, education, again, like years and years of all this research. So it can be really helpful. And again, they have a lot of uh, great stuff. So go check them out too. Yay. Um, awesome. I'll put all those in the show notes for everybody to go check out those amazing resources. Lucy, I'm curious, like what would you want people to, what do you wish that you'd known before you had done any of this? And what's the greatest thing that you have learned along the way? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I kind of, I need to write those down because I feel like these are kind of big. So the first one <laughs> was, uh, what do I wish I would have known? Yeah. What was the second one, please? What's the greatest thing you've learned along the way? Thank you. Okay. God, these are great questions. Okay. So what I wish I would have known. <laughs> And I'm laughing and it's funny um, because instantly I can feel my energy go up of being like, I wish I would have known that I could. Um, there is a funny book that my friend just recommended and I want to say it because it's just funny, um, but it's called Drug Use for Adults. <laughs> um, I think that's the name of the book. I love that term because again, it really instantly shows when you talk about drugs, like what we we're talking about, like what community has said about drugs, how you personally identify drugs. Um, and so one thing that I wish I would have known is like, again, kind of being more of an adult in this, in previous situations of like, again, realizing how much pre, like how much actually thinking instead of just taking something like literally ingesting it, starting to do the breathwork session, starting, you know, whatever it is. I wish I would have probably thought a little bit more and asked myself, like, is this really what I want to do? Is this really feel supportive? So I have to say that was probably it as being a little bit more like, like 
what is my intention actually using this for? So compared to maybe when I was just taking it again to like, you know, just be like my friends or, hey, I heard this is really cool and I'm just going to take it now because it's here in front of me. Um, I really wish I would have probably given myself like that better knowledge of like, do you have an intention for this? Do you want to use it for personal growth? And if you don't, that's cool too. But like, maybe you should talk to some other people who have done this and like, will actually tell you instead of be like, it's awesome. They'll say, so yeah, it's going to take about 20 minutes to start. And this is how you're going to feel. And this is what to expect instead of just saying it's awesome. So I guess being more of an adult about it would be my, what I wish I would have known. And the greatest thing along the way is also that too, I would have to say, but I'll add in because it feels kind of like I wrote these down. I have to be respectful of answering these both separately. But I would say also to the greatest thing along the way is also realizing that it's okay to play in the space. So like I said, to be able to experience life, it's okay that it also can be fun. And it doesn't have to be like, again, this nitty gritty, always in the mud, always like, ugh that it's okay. The greatest thing along the way is it's okay to play with it and also do too, to be playful in this space because we already sometimes can be our own worst critics. And then sometimes when you get into these mind expansive states or altered states, it might look differently, but you're still being a critic. You're still being like, for example, like me saying I had a bad, a bad trip, you know, a while back ago, that's still a thing. So like, just acknowledging like, yeah, that's where I was, you know, processing that and then being able to move forward with it. And again, sometimes it's also okay to have Reese's pieces along the way too, and have clothing that you want to try on and cozy socks and tea all day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, definitely with the sport for tea all day. (laughs) Yes. Cheers. Cheers to tea. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Lucy. I have one last question, and that is, uh, what is the art of being mean to you? I think for me, the art of being is really just being here and just being able to experience life in all its entirety, in all of its joyful moments that make you cry and all the moments also too that have like deep sadness that also make you cry just to be able to experience it all that's the art of being Mm, that's beautiful thank you thank you and where can people find you they can find me on instagram at honey of the heart coaching or also check out my website because it's pretty epic um it's at honeyoftheheartcoaching.com And thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Thanks for listening. Today's episode includes an invitation to enter the Art of Being giveaway. Celebrating the launch of the podcast with free stuff. The prizes are all cool metaphysical tools that will help you launch yourself further into co-creation with the universe, including a free one-on-one session with me, Slade, a full set of chakra-aligned crystals powered up with Reiki universal healing energy, and a gorgeous astrological 2022 planner from the extremely aligned folks 
over at Magic of Eye. To enter, click the subscribe button, rate and review, share about the podcast on Instagram, and tag at slade.powell. And most importantly, go to sladepowell.com and join the mailing list. You'll get up-to-date details on the podcast and everything else that I do. There is no limit to the number of entries you can put in. Each action is one entry into the giveaway. Subscribe, rate and review, share on Instagram, join the mailing list. The three winners will be chosen at random on 2-22-22. May the odds be ever in your favor. See you next week, darling.